Welcome to Audiobook Test Drive. In today's episode, we are featuring an excerpt from There is Something You Should Know, written by Paul Woodward. A Tortured Struggle Between Morality and Sin Celebrated athlete Jim Bonds marries radiant, regal, and affluent Jewel Pepper, about whom he fantasized through adolescence. Four years later, she is dead, and Jim's life begins. After the funeral, Jewel's father, appreciating Jim for his role in his daughter's life, gives him a cash gift that frees him from any concern with making a living. From there, we follow Bonds from city to city, moving into higher education, high school basketball coaching, and after some failed relationships with women, even the priesthood. Coaching at West Catholic in St. Louis, Jim meets Ricky Wilson, a super-talented African-American youngster with major college potential. More important, he meets Ricky's mother, Jade Wilson, a stunning single mother to whom Jim is intensely attracted. The story crackles with tension as Jim's celibacy vows and religious upbringing collide with his budding relationship with Jade. As he maneuvers his way through this thicket of strain, Jim comes upon a scandal in the parish in which he serves. No longer able to manage either his personal conflict or his knowledge of the scandal, Jim reaches a breaking point. Action has to be taken. And now for your listening pleasure, an excerpt from There is Something You Should Know. Chapter 1. Jewel It's funny how these things turn out. As he readied himself for college, Jim could not shake the image of Jewel Pepper. She had been that drop-dead gorgeous, bright-eyed, olive-complected, brunette cheerleader from Williamson, a Wisconsin resort town of 1,500 people, from the similar size Tyler where Jim went to school. He remembered seeing her every time he saw Williamson play basketball. But in the mid-60s, with villages often separated by five miles, a 23-mile distance put her as far away as Elvis was from classical music. Tall, radiant, stunning, regal, he carried her image around in his head as an ideal, but could find no way to intersect with Jewel, no way to get introduced to her. It started when he was a sophomore. He and his buddy, Roy Varick, drove to Williamson to see their high school basketball team play Chevron Falls in the season opener. He came to watch the game, but soon locked totally on Jewel Pepper in her creamy white junior varsity cheerleading uniform. Jim's varsity high school basketball career went on to be strong. Second team all-conference as a junior, first team as a senior, and he always stepped it up against Williamson, the team for which Jewel Pepper cheered. He made sure to walk past her on the way to the dressing room at halftime and after games, smiling slightly and making whatever eye contact he dared. Since the schools only met twice a season, that was as far as it ever went. Jim did knock Williamson out of the district tournament his senior year by a 67-66 score on his last second shot from 25 feet out on Williamson's floor. Surely she would remember that. It was high drama with Tyler getting the ball down one point with 28 seconds left. Jim had dribbled over the timeline slowly, and then simply stood there dribbling as the clock ticked down to seven seconds, time enough for but one deciding shot. 
one everyone in the auditorium knew Jim Bonds would be taking. He then broke toward the basket, but was confronted by two intense Williamson defenders. Down to just five seconds, he decided to turn away from the basket and slide past his teammate on the right to get beyond the head of the key. There, lined up facing the basket dead on from what seemed like a county away. With but one second left, Jim leapt in the air, took aim, and let fly. The standing room throng, in agonizing suspense, watched the sphere hurtling through the air on its way to the net as the buzzer blared and the crowd exploded, having witnessed a classic tournament stunner. He knew Jewel saw that. But with Bedlam engulfing the auditorium and the Williamson girls crying while the embattled Tyler fans rejoiced, it was hard to imagine Jewel Pepper eager to be introduced to the villain from Tyler. And Jim wasn't the only guy in the area who thought Jewel Pepper was as good as it got. Once, during his senior year, he ran into Jerry Gillen at the concession stand in a movie theater in Gordon, a city of 40,000, the largest city in Gordon County. He had played against Gillen from Howard City one town over from Williamson and seven miles from Gordon. After some quick football and basketball talk, Jim snuck it in. Jerry, you ever meet that Jewel Pepper? You know, that cheerleader from Williamson? You know who I mean? Jewel Pepper? Jewel knockout Stone Fox Pepper? Jerry cried, spilling his popcorn as he gesticulated. Every guy I know wants a shot at her. You know I would always cop a look at the other team's cheerleaders during warm-ups. It's easier in basketball than football. But she is just something else. Hey, I had trouble concentrating on the national anthem last year because she was standing right next to me on the floor. What do you know about her? I know she went with Gary Maris for three years, that arrogant jerk quarterback. I don't know if they're still together. He went off to college up at the university in La Crosse. I heard they broke up, but you know how this stuff goes down. She may be back with him. It didn't matter. Jim was leaving for college in two months. Not the university he wanted to attend, but Prince College. A private Christian college south of Milwaukee his parents wanted him to attend. Who knows? Maybe there would be another Jewel Pepper there. There was no other Jewel Pepper there. But so much better. The Jewel Pepper was there. Right there in the student center on the second Tuesday of classes, sipping her Coke and reading her class notes. Alone. Jim froze. She hadn't noticed him. So he hustled out into the hallway with his mind moving faster than his legs. This was it. This was his chance to meet her. In fact, this may be his only chance to meet her one-on-one. -on -one. The 15-round internal debate was underway. Maybe he should put it off, wait for a better time, and be more prepared. No, if he waited, she wouldn't be alone, without a guy, long. Girls like her are never available for long. But maybe she's still with Maris. Can't believe that guy's luck. Starting quarterback, full of swagger. If he is still in the game, there is no play here. But still, now is the time. What's to lose? If she's still tapped in with Maris, no loss. But how would it feel if she connected with someone here in a few weeks, only to find out that you walked right past your window of opportunity? Yeah, but she's studying. Probably doesn't want to be interrupted. How could something like this be so complicated, Jim wondered. He had never had difficulty with women. Smart, athletic, confident, 
for Jim talking to a girl, or more accurately, attracting any girl, was about as challenging as riding a bicycle. Usually, he didn't have to initiate much at all. They made it easy. They all wanted to be with Jim Bonds. They all wanted to be with six-foot-one, 180-pound Jim Bonds, the all-southeastern Wisconsin football and basketball star. But none of them happened to be Jewel Pepper. Excuse me, uh, I'm wondering, could your name be Jewel? Hi, she responded warmly. She was even finer than Jim thought. The jet-black hair bordered flawless olive skin, bright eyes, and perfect white teeth. I don't know if you know me. I'm Jim Bonds. I'm from Tyler. Of course I know you, she said, wrinkling her round nose. You ended our basketball season last year with the last second shot in the district tournament. I'm still mad at you, she said with a wink. Her hair was shorter and more curly than he remembered it. Her round, gold loop earrings set off her light, tanned skin. I don't want you to be mad at me, Jewel, he said, maneuvering her name into the sentence. But I can't take back the shot. His confidence now fully rehabilitated, he pulled up a chair. I'm surprised to see you here. My brother went here and really liked it. It was here or lacrosse, and I decided I wanted something small. There it was, lacrosse. Maybe Maris was out of the picture since she wasn't there. You have a brother? Jim asked, trying to keep the conversational motor running. John. John graduated two years ago. He just got married to another prince girl, maybe I should say princess, named Stephanie, she said with a laugh. I used to visit him here on some weekends, and it was really a blast. This place a blast, Jim said sardonically. Hey, it's pretty cool here. Prince is less than 30 miles from Milwaukee, and most of the kids here have something happening on the weekends. So why are you here? Two reasons. My parents and basketball, in that order. Your parents? They really wanted me to go to a Christian school the first two years. Then I could move on if I wanted to. They're really big on Christian education. My dad is on the Gordon County Christian High School board. It's that new school on the south side of Gordon. In fact, I would have wound up going there if it had opened three years sooner. You also said basketball? The coach here? Carl Edwards recruited me pretty hard during my senior year. Came to some games, met my parents, you know. That's really cool she said excitedly. I don't know anyone who actually was recruited to play in college other than Eddie Keller from Chevron Falls a few years ago. I think he went to a Big Ten school. Indiana. Yeah, that's it, she said. I remember seeing his picture in that big write-up in the Gordon Press two years ago. He actually got a football scholarship, Jewel, inserting her name yet again. Well, you'll like it at Prince. I went to some basketball games with my brother, and the place is full up and loud, a lot of school spirit. As intense as that little band box you had up in Williamson, he said teasingly of the Williamson gym, a facility that defined home court advantage with its diminutive size and deranged local fans. It seemed so out of place in a resort town like Williamson. You could beat Marquette in that joint. We didn't beat you, but don't be knocking Williamson, young man, she said, shaking her index finger at him in jest. He loved the off-red nail polish. I'd never do that, he replied with a mocking grimace. Imagine, now I know a college basketball player personally, she said with a cool, hard-to-tell-if-she's-serious smile. Don't get too excited, Jewel. Being recruited is not the same as being on the floor and playing. You'll play. Gary Maris, you know the quarterback from our school? I used to go with him. 
He told me you were one of the best basketball players he'd played against, and he's a year older. Graduated in 63. He played against you when you were a junior. He's up at lacrosse. Yeah, I remember Maris, Jim said dismissively, inwardly celebrating the past tense in which Jewel placed her relationship with him. How long did you go with him? About three years. It's been over a year now since we broke up. Last I talked with him was at the beach last June. He's got a girl up in lacrosse. I can't imagine he found someone better than you. You are sweet, she giggled. So who are you with now? He might as well get to the punchline. No one special. I went with a college guy from Chevron Falls for a while my senior year, but it was nothing. Come on now, Jewel, he said, leaning closer across the table and making tight eye contact. I can't imagine a young woman like you without a guy. Jim regularly referred to girls as women. I get asked a lot, she said matter-of-factly, but maybe I'm too choosy now. Well, I'm glad you're choosing to talk to me here. I noticed you every time we played, Williamson, but I didn't know how to meet you. Let's face it, it would have been kind of weird for me to ask for your phone number during the national anthem, he said, stealing some material from Jerry Gillen. And I wouldn't have given it to you either, being from hated Tyler, she said flirtingly. Well, do you have one now you can give me? I'm at Victoria Hall, second floor. You have to call the switchboard and ask for me there. I will if you answer. I might do that if I'm there and not too busy studying, she said coyly. Look, I have to go. It's almost five. Jim felt awkward. It was a sudden end to the conversation, but he had actually met Jewel Pepper, and maybe not for the last time. I'm late, too, he said disingenuously. See you. He walked back to the dorm humming Sonny and Cher's Baby Don't Go, a top ten hit at the time. Two nights later, he called her, and they went out for coffee. Four years later, they were married. We hope you enjoyed listening to this excerpt from There is Something You Should Know. If you would like to hear the entire audiobook, it can be purchased at Amazon.com, Audible.com, and iTunes.com.